Welcome everyone to Business Growth on Purpose. My name is Jose Palomino. I'm CEO of Value Prop Interactive. And it is my great pleasure every week to be interviewing experts from around the world, owners of other B2B businesses, and sometimes just sharing some of my personal insights from decades of helping businesses grow on purpose. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. This is Jose Palomino, founder and CEO of Value Prop, and your host on Business Growth on Purpose. And our guest today is Robin Osborne. And Robin is an industrial company owner and a coach who works with other owners and leadership teams in a real special way because what she shares is practical, actionable, but also uh, it was born in the fire of some personal experiences that we'll learn about as we speak to her and see how it applies to our story as we go on this journey of growing our businesses, our organizations, and our lives on purpose. So listen closely as Robin joins us right now. Welcome, Robin, to Business Growth on Purpose. Good morning, Jose. It's great to be here. Yeah, now you're you're on we're on opposite coast, right? So I'm outside of Philly on the East Coast, and I believe you're in California. I am. I'm in Orange County, California. Okay, where the weather is always is always good, right? Gorgeous. <laughs> right now we have a kind of like a like an overcast day here while we're recording this session. But uh, well, well, you know, for our audience' sake, I think it's helpful if you just give us a little context on what you primarily do and who do you primarily do it for. Absolutely. I am a coach, a consultant, facilitator. I go into small to mid-sized companies, anywhere from $2 million to $100 million in revenue, anywhere from 10 to 250 employees. I'm what I call a people whisperer. So okay. I go, <laughs> go in, get open, honest, transparent with the team also the strategy, where where are they going, and help them really uncover the blind spots and create a what I call a freedom framework in the business to help them achieve their vision. And I've been doing this for the last eight years. And I come from a uh, being in the trenches. So I really enjoy uh, going out and creating transformation. Wow. So I love that phrase. That's really good. Freedom framework, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, so let's, let's dig into that a little bit. I'm going to dig into a little bit of your story as well, but let me start with the freedom framework because that really caught my attention. So do you find that uh, leadership teams, especially ownership, they're kind of stuck in their own kind of prison of, of like head trash or thoughts that, that they believe is true, but isn't necessarily true. Is that, is that the kind of thing you run into? Absolutely. So the inner game is an important piece, the mind mindset. We want to challenge it because there's a lot of, I would say, assumptions. And in order to change the company, you really need to change the people's mindset and, and not change it in a uh, rainbow and unicorns, but change it from using tools that have, you know, uh, been used by myself. So I take the best of the best of what's available out there 
to create that transformation. I did this in my own company back in 2014. But what I find is we're swimming in a lot of uh, inner conflict, assumptions, interpretations, or limited beliefs. So it's it's one thing to, to create a vision, but really believing in it and owning in it, owning it and stepping into it is another story. And so I really um, help peel back the layers to get to the core of what's what's stopping them. Wow. So now you alluded to uh, your business, right? So obviously you have this coaching practice, but you also are part of a much bigger business as I understand it as well and have been for some years. Yes. And you've applied this. Now, how much of this is you've applied this tool set to your circumstance or how much you helped develop the tool set as a result of things you were running into maybe in running your business? Both. So what I say is the shortcuts the long way around you've got to get in and and do the work and through the work is really the learning opportunities. So I don't believe in the word, uh, problems. Everything is an opportunity. Okay. Now, so how does that, and I love that thinking, right? That's a, that I think it's the only way to really look at things if you're going to be successful, but how do you, how do you avoid a, not so much the owner because if the owner's bringing you in, they've already, they believe at some level, but they have a leadership team, mm-hmm. which often don't believe the way the owner believes. Right. Yes. Uh, how do you lay out something like, I don't believe in problems, just opportunities in a way that they don't receive that as a rainbow and unicorn kind of thing. I start first and foremost, we have to create trust. The foundation I believe in everything is, is key is is truly trust. I fall on the sword, start with my own story and my own story in that uh, 21, my dad took his own life. Mm. I took over the company alongside my twin brother and my middle sister. We had 40 employees and through the adversity of learning how to truly step into the role of a leader took, took time. And I failed often. So through the learning gave me the tools to really help others become better through my own process. I got stuck about 25 years in. We had ran very successfully, but I didn't know how to take the company to the next level. I didn't know how to operate at a world-class level also issues with cash flow people issues i was really at my the ceiling and for me through getting educated and and really creating and customizing this freedom framework we doubled our revenue in 24 months oh my goodness that's and that's already an established mature company so that's really exciting yeah and we've been in business 75 years to date so i'm very very proud of that um and really what i found is 90% of your real stocks your real issues are people 
in the company. So it's not necessarily competition or suppliers or those pesky customers. You you have found or you believe that 90% of those stuck issues are usually you could find it rooted in the people, right? So why don't I just outsource everything, get rid of all my people, problem gone. Get rid of all your people? Well, <laughs> wouldn't, I, wouldn't I get rid of my problem? <laughs> There's a lot to the people aspect, meaning sometimes it's going to be dressed up like a process and it comes down to people or vice versa. The other thing is we don't have the right people in the right seats. Okay. So hard decisions, hard conversations, owners, a lot of times are avoiding walking through the resistance of Mm -hmm. really the, the reality that they know is true when they have someone that is not at their optimal skill set we're not producing there we can't change what we tolerate we're allowing it also they're not going at the 10,000 foot level looking down doing really the the true vision work and and looking at the numbers clearly what i find when i talk about a world class company is i have a secret sauce it's a software that helps you recognize the, you know, six key drivers in, in your business. So what I found through my own journey is revenue concentration is pivotal mm. in that if you have a client that's 30% of oh, your... I've seen yeah. more. <laughs> it's scary. So I see, you know, those are some of the blind spots through the journey that I've become aware of. And so when I say people, people is, is first and foremost, starting with where they are. Mm -hmm. So in the, the secret sauce is what I call the you driver. And the you driver is look, we're sick and tired of feeling exhausted from our company. We are, you know, what are the 2am thoughts? When we look in the mirror, what is it that we're avoiding? So for me personally, I wasn't taking care of myself. I had an ego. I had an attitude. I had to really change the way that I was showing up. Mm. And once I created the awareness and started really showing up in a, as a leader, looking in the mirror, every day that's when the company changed and people see it you don't even have to say anything but they do know when you're also listening so not volunteering isn't going to get us there with healthy cohesiveness on our leadership team but it's really getting brilliant on the basics and it starts with you with the ceo with the owner as well as the the leadership team. Wow. Well, you know, uh, Robin, I, I just immediately as you described this, you know, I remember one interaction with an owner and it was fascinating to me. Um, the owner said to me, you know, why can't my team care as much as I do? Because in this owner's estimation, the problem was, the challenge was people didn't care enough. 
And I thought about that for a moment. I, you know, my immediate, my immediate answer was something along the lines, well, they're not an owner, so they don't have the same, they're not as vested in your success of your enterprise as you are. You're a job to them. Even if they like you, it doesn't matter. And it's an expectation that may not have been entirely realistic. And it left the owner very, feeling very frustrated. It probably left the staff very frustrated with that interaction based on that expectation. So I'm just curious from your experience, and you talked about the inner work you did in terms of yourself as an owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the kind of other false beliefs or expectations you've run into that owners have about their team, about their company that you have to usually find, okay, let's do a little reality check here. Yeah. So I would say first and foremost, what does amazing look like? So what is it that they really want? I also find that communication styles, they're not aware of their own way of engaging. So they're closed off to, to wanting it their way but they're not asking open-ended questions to the t- team. So again, the uh, frustration is extreme. And instead of really sitting and having a conversation where they're listening mm-hmm. and really asking and, and digging into what their team, what they see as, as their commitment to the three-year picture and what is it that inspires and empowers them? What could, what could we do different? Well, that's, that's really good. And, and, you know, it, it brings to mind the owner bringing in a new machine and then turning to the team and say, isn't this machine wonderful? So what can people say at that point? Like the owner just, you know, bought in this $200,000. Yeah, it's wonderful boss. Meanwhile, they're thinking about how is this going to affect my job? Am I going to lose my job? Is it going to replace me? All those other thoughts, but they're not expressing that because to your exact point, Robin, the owner didn't ask open-ended and it wasn't even before the fact, it's after the fact. So I just want my people to validate my wisdom and genius. Uh, Of course, you know, you're going to hear a lot of what you think you want, but I also love the other expression. You said you only get what you tolerate. You can't, you can't we can't uh, get what we tolerate. We're allowing it. Okay. And it's us, right? As, as leaders, as owners, that that's what's happening there. Wow. So Robin, as, as I, as I think about, you know, the way you described your journey and Mm -hmm. the fact that you, you know, 21 with a family tragedy, having to run a business and keeping that business going, because I'm sure there were people, you know, who would have bet against that just on the virtue of lack of experience, right? I'm sure maybe even you at times thought like, okay, this isn't going to work. And then keeping it going successful, successfully, and then reaching a point, you say, I can't get to the next level. So that's a really, a, a humility that's necessary to be successful. is just a realistic assessment. Where am I strong? Where am I weak? And so on. But you also, I know part of your journey was also some, some real, personal health related things that also have fed into or have helped built into you a perspective that you now share with your clients. Would you mind if it's not too personal, just sharing a little bit about that? Because I think that's really interesting. Uh, Thank you. I'd love to. What I have found that has deepened the coaching and my ability to, to truly create transformation is my own. And in September 
2021, went to the emergency three times. I was seeing a purple circle on the wall, low energy. I thought I was fighting depression. You know, in COVID, it was a really struggle for everyone in business and and humans. Uh, the third time I self-advocated and said, there's seriously something wrong. You're missing it. Scan my head. They found a baseball sized brain tumor in my brain. Oh my goodness. Luckily benign, but they said, if we don't do surgery immediately, it's going to take your life. So I really, you know, surrendered and trusted God. I, um, said goodbye to my family. They didn't know if I was going to survive or ever speak again. Oh my God. Because they had to go through the speech center. Mm-hmm. And I reflected back on my life and realized I had no regrets and I had no relationships that were uh on uh, everything that I, you know, really uh am passionate about. I've I'm in the present. There, there wasn't anything undone. I went in with strength and I, I woke up and speaking and the nurse told my husband, you need to tell her to chill out because she's trying to take control of the ICU because I was helping him be more efficient. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Get better service. <laughs> anyway, so. Just um, a suggestion, by the way, right? <laughs> so in that journey, it's a two-year recovery. And what I did immediately was not go to victim. I never went from why is this happening to me? I think as business owners, we can tend to do that. Uh, What I did was come from just really adversity, what I call an adversity warrior in setting my mind on what the vision looked like. Um, It took a long time. It took me one year to walk one mile. Oh and my goodness. so my recovery process, I relied first and foremost on my values. So be impeccable with your word is one of the values that I live and walk in every day. So even when I didn't want to go to p- physical therapy or when I can only walk a half a mile, I I stayed in it, focused on the progress in not making any assumptions or, or um, really putting a lot of pressure on myself, just believing in that it will come. So I'm really happy to say that I hit three miles. I'm up to 50 minutes in personal training. It's taken my body a long, quite a long time to get the neurology back. And what I find is, again, your personal awareness and tenacity in truly taking care of yourself, loving yourself is step one to being a successful CEO, business owner, because putting yourself last priority and making the business first priority isn't going to get you there. Wow. And what an amazing two amazing personal stories there robin and thank you for sharing that i know it's uh it's sounds like you know it's a very um it's arduous and, and you use the term uh, adver- adversity warrior is that 
Yes. Okay. I love that. Um, that's really good. And, uh, so, you know, I could easily see, and I I've worked, I haven't done a lot of turnarounds, uh, just because they generally at that point, it's, it's like the, the house is on fire already. And it's a little hard late to call the fireman when it's down to ashes. But occasionally I, I walk into where it's not yet ashes and the fire can be put out. And there is a, a point where people are just so discouraged, right? They, you know, mm-hmm. like they've tried so many things they've, and they've restructured, refinanced, whatever. And they think they have something good, but they can't get it to move in the direction they want to go in. So what are some, maybe two or three top thoughts or lessons you would share to that person who feels like, boy, is it worth like, is it worth pushing forward or should I just throw in, you know, throw my hat and just hear the keys to the bank and good luck? Yeah, of course. So number one, I loved your fire analogy. And I say we need to stop firefighting and become smoke detectors. Hmm. That's good. So proactively, we need to look out. We need to look back and learn what are the patterns that we're continuing to recreate. I call that the crazy eight. Mm. We stay in the chaos. So in order to really experience freedom in implementing the right tools, so who's in what seat on the bus and what are they accountable for? Most businesses, there's a lot of ambiguity there. They're not sure. We've got to dumb it down. No titles. So I'm not saying you don't have an organizational chart. I'm just saying you need a accountability chart that's showing who's accountable. Because when I'm in helping with amazing meetings, weekly meetings, because we're having ineffective meetings, we're not solving our issues. The first thing I ask is who's accountable? Second, is this our issue to solve? So a lot of times we're trying to steer the ship from the ivory tower when when actually boots on the ground. We've got to go talk to the people that actually really know what's going on. So those that is where I would start, is getting the right people in the right seats, proactively managing the company, And bottom line, in order to have a world-class company, the numbers don't lie. We've got to look at the numbers and reverse engineer into action, leading numbers that we're driving to course correct. Wow. I love that. And Robin, I mean, we could keep going on this. This is a great topic, but, um, you know, we, we, we are at our time right now. And so I want just because I'm sure listeners and say, I'd like to learn more about Robin, her story, or even to reach out to you. Where should they go to find out more about you or even to contact you? Sure. My website, Robin Osborne, it's R-O-B-I-N-O-S-B-O-R-N.com. That's easy there's enough. A, <laughs> yeah. There's a calendar link you can set up. I'd love to do a 30 minute call. And I'm God gave me a second chance to help people and businesses become better. Fantastic. Well, Robin Osborne, thank you so much for being our guest today on Business Growth on Purpose. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. 
And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth On Purpose.